You're listening to Food for the Future on 980 CFPL and 980CFPL.ca. Here's your host, Peggy O'Neill. I'm Peggy O'Neill, home economist and host of Food for the Future. Today's show is part of the monthly Waste Not series in which we discuss food-related waste and other ways that households and communities can act locally to contribute to global change. We'll be discussing the coordination and expansion of waste management in Ontario with Ashley D'Souza, Chief Executive Officer at the Ontario Waste Management Association. Welcome, Ashley. Thanks, Peggy. Uh, It's a pleasure to be on the show today. Thank you for having me. We're delighted to have you here, Ashley. Let's get started with what the Ontario Waste Management Association is and what does it do? The OWMA is the voice of the waste management, recycling and resource recovery sectors in Ontario. We represent more than 250 companies and organizations in the private and public sectors, which manage 85% of Ontario's waste. Our association advocates on behalf of its members by providing public policy solutions to government, focused on creating a cleaner environment and moving toward a more circular economy in Ontario. That sounds like a really big mandate, but how timely and really, really important. We've been talking a little bit about waste management now. Most most people are aware of that conversation, but how long has the association been in place and how did it come about? Uh, Our association has a really rich history. Since 1977, OWMA has been providing innovative research and policy advice to the Ontario government on issues related to recycling, waste diversion and disposal really a collective of, of industry representatives that came together for a unified voice uh, to discuss policies and issues uh, with government in a proactive um, and meaningful way with government. Wow, that is a really long history, 1977. So I'm, I won't say how old I was, but I was in the world at that time. That this is a really, <laughs> a really long-standing commitment by the founding members and the partner associations. That really, it's got to be, you know, part of the fabric and worldview of the people that not only early adopted, but that carry on the the history and uh, traditions of uh, building a better world and a cleaner environment. So that's really, really cool. What are some of Ontario's top priorities right now in waste management overall, but in particular food and organic waste? And then how do you see these aims being achieved, Ashley? Well, if you look at it, government at all levels are increasingly understanding the importance of getting food and organic waste out of our disposal stream. That means ensuring food doesn't become waste in the first place. Great work on this is happening from groups like Second Harvest and the Ontario Food Collaborative by making it easier for restaurants, grocery stores, and farmers to donate food, as well as educating residents to reduce opportunities for waste, diverting certain excess food to animal feed where possible. Then, when food waste is generated, diverting it away from disposal to generate energy at anaerobic digestion facilities and returning nutrients to the soil as compost. All of the above help avoid methane emissions from landfills and reduces the energy associated with more food production. And when you look at it, Ontario is still disposing of approximately 12 million tons of waste a year, but about a third of that being organic waste. So there's still much to be done. Wow, a third of the overall waste in Ontario organic. So you had talked about a couple of strategies there, avoiding it in the first place, diverting it. And how do organizations who may not be members of Ontario Waste Management Association or um, consumers who want to know whether the products that they're using are affiliated with or Ontario Waste Management Association, how, do, how, does, how does the public and other organizations find out more? 
I think there are a lot of different uh, resources available. Is a, is, a, is a perfect opportunity to look at it um, and uh, a different criteria for how they manage organic waste. And would encourage um, all residents to take a look at uh, take a look at the provisions set forth by their municipalities when it comes to organic waste collection to make sure they're following the rules. Um, education is paramount um, and awareness is paramount too. And we want to make sure that residents know when and where to be able to dispose of organic waste in the most appropriate way and fashion possible. Okay, so really, really important then the Ontario Waste Management coordinating function, definitely connecting in at our local municipalities and also seeking out organizations who are members of the Ontario Waste Management Association. So that quality standard and that commitment to the future is there in terms of where consumers are spending their dollars. But really important, the points you made earlier, Ashley, on why it needs to be coordinated collectively across the province for advocacy and some other thing, education and some of the other things we're going to talk about later in the show. So then just to go back to the foundations a little bit more. We do hear the term waste management a lot and most people are familiar with recycling and composting. We we generally know what those things are now but there's a lot more to it and I'm wondering if tell us more about resource recovery and material recycling in agri-food and also agri-food packaging. Yeah, well, there are a number of di uh, different initiatives that are, that are happening these days. And just to name a couple of them, there's been good progress in agri-food packaging through the Canadian Produce Marketing Association. And simply by providing better information to their members to ensure their packaging is easier to recycle and to incorporate recycling recycled products into their packaging and also we're seeing the agriculture sector start to use more reusable containers in the supply of their goods to retailers i mean these little things are their incremental steps but they, they play a bigger part in terms of helping in the space as well too you know, I really like that you talked about the incremental steps because sometimes I know I can get overwhelmed with hearing about uh, all the work that needs to be done and I wonder, well, what can I do? Um, we need to sort of change the world, so to speak, and um, it's such a big problem, but the reality is those baby steps matter. And those small incremental, you know, uh, forward motion, finding other like-minded individuals and, and working with programs like the Ontario Waste Management Association is really really, I think, inspiring because it puts us at a cause point. We don't just have to hear um, disappointing news about what we've done and practices as far as um, managing waste, but there is hope and that there are people really working on it every day and in very dedicated ways and that to me, that's inspiring. And so we were laughing before the show and I, I mean, listeners who listen regularly will know about me and my peanut butter jar that I, I don't mind recycling, reusing, you know, preparing my waste to be something else and have another life. But that peanut butter jar is a real bugaboo because it sticks to my dishcloth and it's a real, you know, issue. And I, as I was laughing before the show with you that I feel one with humanity every single time I do wash out that peanut butter jar, but it's forward motion and it's one thing and no, it's it's not emptying landfill, but it is one thing that I can do. And then I can do more because I've done one thing. So um, thank you for that inspiring message about the incremental steps. Another dimension of um, waste management that's uh, a little bit trickier, I think I know I don't know as much about it as I do some of the other dimensions of waste management, and it's hazardous waste management and it's safe disposal. I, I know these are priorities. And are we getting better at this as a province, Ashley? And if not, how can we improve? You know, simply, yes, we have. Um, we've done a fantastic job and very been, been very fortunate that municipal governments have taken a leadership role in this area and that the province is making producers responsible for their materials at the end of life. Like we are in an innovation hub for recycling. 
an array of hazardous or special materials like used oil, batteries, and paints uh, are, are being addressed. And good work is being done in this area, but there are increasing concerns about proper oversight and to continuing to build on the momentum in this area. I mean, we really want to ensure that these hazardous materials don't end up in transfer stations or in material recycling facilities or in landfills. Our objective is to get them out of them and to be properly handled and recycled in an appropriate manner. Yeah, I, I really think that it's very important and really looking, as you had said earlier, into what, what municipalities are doing or um, what some, some organizations are um, in communities who will accept hazardous waste. And as you were speaking, um, last January, we had the founder of Fish on Fences. Many of us go by fences at schools or community areas, and there's these little painted uh, fish on the fences. And that entire program started because some hazardous waste went down a drain uh, a, a drainage area and uh, a lot of fish didn't make it as a result. And so I agree with you that we have seen some unfortunate impacts of hazardous waste not being managed appropriately, but the innovation hub that you talked about happening in Ontario and in Canada, that's seeking out how we can do things differently. And uh, again, just a, a consistent in your inspiring messages, Ashley, on how we can work together to make a better future. And you had mentioned earlier in the show education and how it's critical to success in managing waste. How does the Ontario Waste Management Association inform and inspires members and, and really everyone? We do our best to get our, our, the information out, one, to our members, two, to government, and three, to the public. And I agree, education is absolutely critical, but I would say setting the right conditions is almost more important. If a material is valued, it is almost always ends up where it's meant to be. That is what makes deposit returns to systems so successful. We work hard to improve the conditions our members work in. I mean, like, as you mentioned, this is a highly innovative sector with very passionate people. And I think our work is made easy as our members are inspired and challenge each other to do better. We always try to raise the bar as an industry ourselves and to set high targets to be able to achieve. I'm very proud of the work that we do as an industry. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that. And um, the ideas are with the members, the people doing the work every day, seeing the tiny nuances to the problem, but also the cracks of, of light in the solution. And so really great that you're there at a provincial level coordinate, hearing members advocating. We'll talk about that more after the break and also educating. So it's, uh, it's, it's really great that this is going on in not only our province, but I'm sure you're connected in at a national level with your colleagues uh, across Canada. So shifting then, you had mentioned um, letting members, government, and uh, the broader community know, where can consumers learn more about what's happening in Ontario and across Canada so that we can help too, particularly with food waste and packaging? As an association, we try to be a one-stop shop resource to, like I said, our members, government, and the public. So I'd encourage all your listeners to check out our website at owma.org. Uh, we have lots of re resources available, lots of reports, information uh, that's useful both uh, to everyday Ontarians and to public policy decision makers right across the province. Okay, really good to know. OWMA.org, which would be Ontario Waste Management Association. That's what OWMA would stand for. So thank you very much for that, Ashley, sharing the mission and contributions of the whole team and all of the members in coordinating provincially waste management. After the break, we'll talk further with Ashley D'Souza, Chief Executive Officer at the Ontario Waste Management Association about advancing new strategies and technology. 
Welcome back to Food for the Future on 980CFPL and 980CFPL.ca. Here's your host, Peggy O'Neill. I'm Peggy O'Neill, home economist and host of Food for the Future. We're speaking with Ashley D'Souza, Chief Executive Officer at the Ontario Waste Management Association, about the coordination and advancement of waste management in Ontario. Ashley, how do you see Ontario moving closer to a more circular economy in agri-food? So circular meaning that using things from production through to consumption and seeing a new life again in another way after it's been consumed. Well, I think there's a lot of positive signs and companies are doing great work in this area. I mean, great work is happening as companies are reading public sentiment and working to, working to measure ESG. You know, government policies like producer responsibility and strategic investments have also helped. Important, however, in many cases, that the economics still favor a linear economy. You know, landfill, landfill tipping fees in the U.S. are still extremely low at approximately $10 a ton. This impacts the entire system and is, is a root problem that needs to be addressed. Either we need to better value resources or the costs associated with disposal need to be re better reflected in the price. You know, we have to make investing in a circular economy more attractive financially and economically. You had mentioned earlier about um, you know money allocating to where value is, so whether that's um, returns for bottles, and I can see value here across the production and consumption, but also waste management in terms of incentivizing keeping things out of landfill, therefore uh, seeking innovation on ways we could give another life to things that have been consumed. So glad to know the Ontario Waste Management Association is thinking about that and doing some policy and ad advocacy work. So that leads me to my next question, which is advocacy is a pathway to achieving change. And what regulatory or legal developments are needed in order to create a cleaner environment and keep things out of landfill? It's a great question. We generally focus on four main areas of success. One, remove barriers. Two, set high standards and targets. Three, ensure laws are properly overseen and enforced. And four, ensure the market conditions are conducive to the outcomes sought. You know, often barriers exist such as timelines of permits and approvals. You know, in fact, work is underway by the province already to help in this regard. And we are hoping to see more timely decisions on projects that drive diversion and the conversion of waste into resources. But these are some of the things that we continuously try to work on. You know, proper oversight and enforcement is absolutely necessary. Companies cannot invest in infrastructure if there's not a level playing field. You know, the OWMA has been one of the strongest advocates that the province drive high recycling targets, and it's something that I say over and over again, and that they ensure high standards to ensure materials are properly managed. This is what drives innovation and will drive jobs and economic development in the province. Uh, agreed. And I really like the way you're almost conceptualizing things as um, there's there's unity across government, the members, and uh, uh, people that are consuming products that we need all hands on deck and that you had talked about you know uh, leveling the playing field and making things fair in terms of the early adopters of waste management strategies but really seeing that this is something that we all need and that we need to collaborate on it so i, I think that was a great great answer and um I'm wondering, Ashley, it's obvious that environmental sustainability is really central in waste management. However, there's social implications and contributions. So I'm wondering, can you expand on the social and economic advancements of waste management? 
a great question. I mean, aside from the obvious social advancements of creating a greener and more sustainable province where we all do our part to create a more circular economy, there is an enormous economic impact by inv investing in waste management. You know, I recently looked at some of the statistics and the waste management sector alone is a huge economic driver in Ontario. You know, as, as an industry, we employ over 33,000 people right across the province and we contribute over $4.23 billion to Ontario's GDP. It's just proof that investing in a circular economy, it's just good business. When you hear those numbers, 33,000 people and over 4 billion contributed to the GDP, that, that's actually a lot. And it's inspiring because those scale of numbers show us the amount of energy and effort that is going into this and also knowing that more can be done so very very inspiring and it's very on theme with the show the show is called food for the future so i'm wondering ashley what else can we do together as a province and a nation to improve waste management for a brighter way forward we need more policies and programs that ensure we avoid food turning into waste in the first place and then ensure any waste we do create can be transformed into resources that fuel our, our economy. Essentially, we need to have more conversations like the ones we were having today because everyone can play their part to uh, contributing to a greener, more sustainable province. You know, it's what a great way to uh, call us all to action, that it really is about people, whether that's policy, people making policy or people advocating for policy, but also you'd mentioned everyone doing their part. So um, people are going to help with the way forward. And I, I just think that that's a great reminder to us all again to do what we can. So thank you very much. Ashley, I would talk to you all day, but we are out of time. And I'm wondering if you have any final thoughts to offer our listeners. I just want to thank you for the opportunity to speak and talk a little bit more about our association and the good work we're doing, but also, as we just discussed, to encourage the conversations with your listeners. Because, like I said, we can all do our part to create a greener, more sustainable province, and it all starts with one little step. Like you said, it's cleaning out the peanut butter out of that jar. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, not the peanut butter jar again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a t-shirt. Yes, yes. <laughs> You'll see me coming. I'm the one with the peanut butter t-shirt. <laughs> thank you, Ashley. Uh, all joking aside, sincerely, thank you very much uh, to the entire team, to you and the entire team and all of the members of the Ontario Waste Management Association, not, not just for your vision, which is incredible, but the achievements and the outcomes that you are uh, showing us every single day. Thank you very much. Thank you again for having me. Pleasure to join and uh, look forward to doing it again. Wonderful. I'm looking forward to having you back, Ashley. Thank you. Today on Thanks. Food for the Future, we've been speaking with Ashley D'Souza, Chief Executive Officer at the Ontario Waste Management Association. Each week, we leave you with something to talk about and something to do. Something to talk about, how could you reduce food and packaging waste in your home? Something to do, search Ontario Waste Management Association to find out what's happening province-wide in best practices, advocacy, and innovation in waste management. Next week on the show, it's City Farming, when we'll discuss planning for next season. I'm your host, Peggy O'Neill, Home Economist, and you've been listening to the show, Food for the Future. Thank you to our platinum-level sponsors, Burn Bray Farms, Eggs for Life, and the Middlesex London Food Policy Council. Food for the Future with Peggy O'Neill airs every Saturday at 8.30 on 980 CFPL and 980 CFPL.ca.